Today we have another loaded pod. We are diving deep into part two of the pickleball industry in chaos. We've got some hot takes for you. Uh, all the recent updates on the industry since our last pod. Find out exactly why I decided to sign with Major League Pickleball instead of the PPA. And what can we learn about pickleball's future through MLS? major league soccer that is a really fun by the numbers you are not going to want to miss also where does the app exactly fit into any of this at all all right this pickleball life has just entered a new chapter get ready This Pickleball Life. Yo, what up? It's your girl, Jilly B, here today with K-Dubs. Welcome to This Pickleball Life, your favorite comedy podcast disguised as a pickleball podcast. We are here with episode 21. I'm Jill Braverman, top 20 in the world, pro pickleballer, former tech CEO at Duper and chief of staff at Major League Pickleball and current co-host of This Pickleball Life. I'm Kristen Walla, aka K-Dubs, pickleball enthusiast, duper 4.09, golf pro, and amateur sports psychologist. So with that said, it's pod number 21. Let's get her done. Couldn't agree more. So we're just going to spend a couple minutes catching up on the week, personal life stuff. I just wanted to uh, let the listeners know who've been adamantly following my recovery transition back to a full pickleball player six weeks later on crutches and I found out I get to start just just a little bit of weight on my on my bad legs so 25% this week means I still have crutches for a couple more weeks but it's all good and I'm uh, I'm still keeping my positive outlook but I am starting to feel like early onset uh, like syndrome from uh, Wally, where people go up in space and they float around on like loungers mm. and their bones just like melt into nothingness because I've tested that leg and it feels like something I've never really experienced. Almost like What's my leg is like, like frozen, like coming Ooh. out of being numb. Like I just don't know where all the parts are and what they're supposed to do, even though oh. I know my brain knows how to walk but it's like Bambi on ice or something. So you haven't touched on the pod uh, section of your notes that says, this really sucks for Jill because we were told by the doctor to be six weeks only and had mentally prepared for just six weeks on crutches, but now she gets to do the laundry and take out the kitty litter, clean and do the dishes for three more weeks. (laughs) But she's not bitter and we're totally fine. Our relationship's totally fine. So point being, I am, am keeping a positive outlook because this is way harder on Jill than me. But I think uh, the, the beginning of the end is near. And um, thanks for bearing with us last week where half my face was cut off, but luckily Jill is more fun to look at anyway. Um, but yeah, point being, I can't do anything, including the things that seemingly are just my tech stuff. So getting through it, getting through it. Um, 
But uh, any anything else to uh, to voice on that crutch front, Jill? No, I think you nailed it. So last night, guys, we did a draft. No, not a pro MLP draft, but the roles have reversed. I am an owner, air quotes, of an ML Palooza. Is that how I say it? You ML Palooza. Yeah, you, you nailed say it. MLP Palooza. You'd say no. ML Palooza team. That's right. The players become the coaches and the owners become the players. So naturally, my team is named the Jilly Bees. Sting them, bees. Sting them. Swarm, baby, swarm. Where's my swarm at? <laughs> uh, and so we have uh, the Dill Pickles led by, yes, Dylan Frazier. The Latin Lovers, I believe that team is led by um, Federico. By Federico. Then we have El Cartel led by Pablo. The Dominators by Dominique Schaefer. A Train by Alex Trong. Georgia Peaches. Defending uh, Champs. Def I was just going to say oh, Defending so Champs. Uh, by Georgia Johnson and the Raindrop, super cute name by Millie Rain. I love these names, Kristen. Do you? I know. I really, uh, really liked uh, where everyone went with that. I mean, especially Dill Pickles can't not do that. No. Um, yeah, Fed, Fed, and uh, Pablo had to like duke it out for what kind of uh, Latin theme they went with, but I think they nailed it. So um, yeah, I mean, typical... are you a lover or a fighter? We got El Cartel. <laughs> Which instills like machetes and machine guns in my head, and then we got the Latin lovers. Where I so think of like in a, typical a Jilly B and K Dub fashion, when we find out we're uh, we're going to be drafting for a team, you know, with like forty eight hours heads up, we and then we found out that the the draft was going to occur uh, quicker than anticipated. It was supposed to be this Thursday, it ended up happening last night on Monday the fourth. So we did like three hours of research on this list of 32 coaches, GMs, and owners. It's about 36 people, actually. Um, we had a few extra. And we're like, Sanj Carter, like, who is that? And then it says like, you know, her affiliation is... It didn't even have her last name, actually. It just said That Sanj. was our real dark horse. Yeah. So spoiler alert, we picked Sanjay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sanjay until I'm corrected otherwise. But this list that they provided us was so funny because it goes like affiliation. And then, you know, like Tim Klitsch, who's an owner of the ranchers, it'll say like Austin Ranchers. This random person, Sanj, says Australia. Australia. Just the country. Like, I'm like, is she president? Like, prime minister? Like, what? who is she? <laughs> She's representing a new team called the Kangaroos. <laughs> So anyway, um, I've got my eye on Dave Grossman, the MLP controller. No one really knows about him. He played at Florida State. I'm researching all their University ages. Of Florida. Yeah, Kirsten's researching the ages. Like, they have a real duper. Is this a fake duper? I'm on the phone with Steve. I'm like, Steve, I want you on my team. He's like, don't draft me. I haven't been playing. I'm like, I'm definitely drafting you. So anyway, we end up with... Uh, making like seven phone calls that day. I'm like back into draft mode. And like three different group threads. And Meanwhile, uh, Georgia defending champ is like, hey, are these four people available still? And they're like, no, we, we picked them. They're gone. No, Georgia's strategy was the absolute best. She seemed like she was looking at the list of players, choosing some that were from her previous winning team, and then just choosing random names or like names that she liked the sound of. And it seemed to have worked out for her previously. So, hey, more power Peter, to her. Her second round pick is the lowest duper on her team. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. All right. So our the number one picks, uh, the Dill Pickles chose Brian Levine, then um, former interim CEO of MLP. Then I chose Tim Klitsch, owner of the Austin uh, Texas Ranchers. Then we have Sam Flaxman, Josh Gartman, Graham D'Amico, Alex Hunt, Whaley Louie. 
and Ryan Davigian, I think. Davigian, who I'm a little surprised is even allowed to play at a 5.7. That's a pretty good duper. Yeah, they actually did remove Tim Mullane because he was, he was too too good. So it's going to be good. super fun. It was um, it was really fun drafting, and it was casual. It was like such a different atmosphere from like the real draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went quick. It went quick. We were done in 30 minutes. Yeah. Eight, eight teams drafted 30 minutes. We were so thrown by having Tim Klitsch still be available when it got to the fifth pick that we were like, can we have 60 seconds to rewrite our entire plan? <laughs> no, no, David Grossman was... Oh, was that what it was? Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. The fifth pick it was, was kind of both. And then anyway, we're, we're stoked. We were shocked we David Grossman was available at the 12th and pick. Sanjay, I have no idea who you are, but I know that there's an Australian who played rugby, and we want you on our team. I Let's watched, go. I watched video of her. I found like a like a random. I, know, I just meant like no idea who she yeah. is as a pickleball player. Oh, you did find one pickleball video, so we may um, or may not have seen a real. Sanjay. So it's gonna be it's gonna be super super fun. Yeah. Um, so how's the progress going with uh, your new partner, a.k.a. your sister, Naki? That's right. We can't do a personal catch-up and not talk about the progress with my sister. So yesterday we drilled with Christine McGrath and my sister couldn't make contact with a single ball. She proceeded to vomit at the end of the two hours. She was sick. She got some type of virus from her, uh, her kids, which is good because otherwise there was no explanation for her utterly piss-poor performance. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have that excuse in the bucket. <laughs> so tomorrow we're well, playing nice. against uh, Jeannie Arakina, Walter Lau, who's a great player, and um, Natalie and me. So that'll be a good little good little test. We're ratcheting up the the average duper against whom we play every single week, seeing if totally. we can keep uh, keep winning. Uh, but we went to Saturday at Los Caballeros mm -hmm. where Maggie Brasha, Mary Brasha were playing. Um, we had sure. Hayden. Hayden showed up. Uh, Derek Shear was there, and my sister and I worked our way. Uh, all the way up and ended on the the number one court. Let's go. We didn't get to play a match on the number one court, but we ended up there, if that makes sense, the way yeah, you move totally. up and you move down. Not to mention the other, other, other Brasha, the non-Brasha Brasha, Brasha's boyfriend. Oh, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he's good. Nick was fun. He was really good. I had never seen him play, but he's got some game. Totally. Uh, and it was just a blast. Everyone was like, I can't believe Jill's here on, on time. Like, am I, am I late? <laughs> Always? Well, Nick thought you came from the desert, so oh. he was really impressed that you woke up at four in the morning. Oh, my god! Yeah, that was, that was fun to watch. Always so, a good yeah, time at Los Cab. She's doing great. You know, Tyra mentioned that she might not want to play nationals, and so I'm trying to convince my sister Natalie, if that's the case, to take Tyra's spot and play nationals with me. Um, she's got three kids. She doesn't really want to travel, but I think it would be it'd be so much fun. So I'm working on totally, it. Totally, totally. And uh, excited later on today to uh, to head over to the beach with our uh, family beach house for the week. So uh, that should be a yep. a blast. I'll I'll get out the binoculars and watch you from the house. Yep. My mom I and sister uh, rented a house on the peninsula of Newport Beach. We do this. We try to do this every year uh, throughout my teenage years, and. Uh, Kind of like bringing it back so it'll be my three nieces it's gonna be mayhem there's six bedrooms we're gonna be on the uh upper floor the second floor and then the crazy family young kids will be on the bottom it's gonna be fun awesome awesome also quick props to jaume uh our hustler teammate who got on sports center top 10 for a -da 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 second time <laughs> he had a, a tweener recovery winner it was glorious you should check it out jamie's a legend already let's yeah, go literally um 
super stoked for uh, that. So did we, uh, did we decide our theme of the day? You tell me, boss. It's the theme of the day. What would you encapsulate today's topic as the evolution of the chaos? Yeah, I think that's well said, or the more personal side of the chaos. I think last week we talked a lot about like the backstory that maybe like other pros can't really tell you about because I was on the inside of the merger between MLP and PPA when it was happening. Um, but we never really talked about the, the personal side of all of this. You know, yeah. why did I, we decide to side with MLP? You know, Zane did a great job of being very open and honest in an Instagram post he did. We've seen Anna Bright on her podcast, I thought, do kind of a very eloquent soliloquy. Yeah, absolutely. On her so in that, in that, with that in mind, you didn't play a tournament this week. So mm -hmm. in lieu of your tournament update, Jill, please tell the world how you came to this decision, which obviously I don't think people would be shocked when they saw that you signed with MLP, but do give us a little bit of where your feelings lie and, and how you came to that decision. Yeah, well, I mean, it's really, first off, a decision of you and me, right? You were there every step of the way. I was hitting mute and then be like, what should I do? What should I say? And then unmute. So, you know, you're the real brains and beauty behind the operation. Let's be real, Kate. Does. Don't tell them too much. <laughs> the silent partner. The silent partner. No, the not so silent partner. Um, you know, I, I think people would have been really shocked if I didn't sign with MLP. But the truth is I was offered more compensation by the PPA. And, you know, even though we're in a very probably different financial spot and are independently wealthy vis-a-vis -vis other younger, much younger up and coming pro players who, when they hear like a larger sum of money, like it's, I mean, I, what I'm trying to say is even though we're in a different financial spot, like even hearing that larger amount of money gives you pause, like, makes yeah. you rethink everything. Yeah, it's like evolutionary biology. Right. It's like sugar, like I want more. Right. It's like meat, okay, this is good for me. Oh, money, okay. So you hear this figure that's 25% more in some cases, than, than a figure that's like... already pretty big, you yeah. know? And you're like, oh my goodness. But then you remember that you're a rational human being. <laughs> it's not sugar Are and fat on the prairie and you can think through your decisions right. logically so volition for, the power to choose and a lot of people frankly were offered 25 30 uh, 50 30 double. 50 percent more than the mlp offer but again we're rational human beings and we have to really just sit and think about what we want where we see the sport going and how we've been treated in the past so for me it was really simple it was you know once the sticker shock wore off it was simple in the sense of you know three reasons um you know, MLP has just always cared about its players. Always. They have shown that since day one, whether it's the small things like the food they're putting out, the trainers, the massage therapists, um, paying you like literally the day after you get home from MLP. There's dozens of these like tiny little things that tell a story. And I think yeah. one of my I mean, favorite human, my phrases in human psychology is how you do anything is how you do everything. One of my favorites. Yeah, I can attest personally, I was... Danny, I was the player uh, services rep in Austin 2022, and I had envelopes of cash, of, ca of uh, checks that I was personally handing out at the event. At the event. To anyone right. who had like not made pool play or yeah. not made it out of pool play uh, group stage. So I can attest to that firsthand. No, you, you absolutely can. And I think it's a testament to the fact that so many players were offered more from PPA and literally said no. Right. I I'm definitely not the only one. Um, 
So like on the PPA, you know, you're, you're constantly fighting for like literally your lunch. Do they remember to literally take your lunch order? And the trainer didn't show up for the first few days of the event and you're injured and there's literally no one to like wrap an ankle. You feel as a pro, like a little bit of an afterthought, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the amateur event that's funding the economics of the tour and then now sponsorship. But because of these amateur events, pros can't even get practice courts. And I don't know how you can be introducing gambling to the sport. And here you have pros literally fighting for practice courts. So, you know, if there's one thing I would publicly fault PPA for, um, and frankly, this has ended up biting them in the butt and punishing them enough, it's that I don't think they listen to the players quickly enough. Um, you know, the players were saying early on, hey, this is too many events. I don't want to play 25 events this year. Um, hey, we need to get paid quicker, right? I know for me personally, I just had $830 in unpaid or unrefunded registration fees finally come back to me. But, you know, you're like at the end of every month, like doing your own books, reconciling, did I get the right um, prize money? Did I get my appearance fee? Did I get my registration fees? So those are three things. And usually like one out of the three are correct. And, you know, you could just call that startup growing pains. But as I start to tell you each of these little things, they just tend to paint a picture that isn't super attractive about caring for players. They kind of create a certain vibe, don't they? That's really funny. (laughs) And I don't even like mean this as a knock on the PPA. Like I said on the last call, I have a lot of respect for Tom. I have a lot of respect for Connor. I do think they've always treated me well. I think you could call these like startup growing pains, but it does show you where the prioritization lies. And I think that, you know, Tom... And Connor have probably publicly said a few too many times, like we're in the business of making stars. I really only care about six of my players. So how does that make kind of everybody else feel? Even as like gold card holders, which I am, which Sarah Ansbury is, the way they handled the Sarah Ansbury paddle thing was so atrocious to this notion that you could have your paddle approved and okay to play with and 30 minutes later after playing with it you are literally penalized for something that occurred during play that you couldn't control is, is, is now I look back on that and I'm like, that's insane. And so I, the seating, the way seatings are done. So I just think there's all these little things that start to paint, paint a picture and lead people to feel like, you know what? I just know if I go to MLP, I'm going to be treated really, really, really well. And it doesn't necessarily mean you weren't on the PPA, but you know, you're going to be treated well at MLP. And I think the thing I've seen from MLP is that they stand for something and what they stand for, they show up and follow through on. And one of the main things they stand for is the treatment of players and the transparency of what they're doing and how and like where they are on rules and uh, evolving testing protocols, et cetera, et cetera. So they definitely want to project that they care and they seem to do a pretty darn good job of That's because it's the truth. Through. So that was that was my number one reason. My number two is, um, you know, which of the entities really truly understand the vision and the ethos of the sport? Like Steve's so far down the road of creatively thinking about the game that he's like thinking about shot clocks when there's too slow, too long of dinking rallies. He's the one who understands the future is in rally scoring. He is just like, the visionary of the sport. He is a zealot. And I don't, I don't know if Tom and Connor are as concerned or even have that vision as they are of like, they want to build a scalable, profitable, well-oiled operating machine of a business. 
And I'm not saying, I'm not saying Steve also can't do that, but Steve's really into laying the groundwork for the sport correctly, for the amateurs, for collegiate players, for juniors, or I should say adult amateurs, uh, rec- all recreational players, professionals, like he really cares and he really mm-hmm. sees where the ball is going mm-hmm. in a way that I think the PPA is modeling after tennis more. And people really fail to realize just how broken tennis is as a whole industry and a system. I know it's easy to look at tennis and be like, everyone watches it and their stands are full and they're paying millions of dollars out and look at the US Open and people know these players' names, but it's not all uh, rainbows and unicorns. No, I think it's frankly the worst possible sport to model a business after, a tour after, a schedule after, rules after. Yeah. Um, and I can go more in depth on that later. Um, and then the final reason is I, I'm fortunate when I started at Duper to have equity in Duper, which then when it merged with MLP became equity in MLP. So I think it would have felt really weird to have this misalignment in my interests and my equity. Yeah, absolutely. Or you could say you were, he- you, you would have been hedging. That's another way to think about it, but I would call it a, a misalignment. Yeah, that would actually be kind of crazy because then you'd have vis-a-vis the UTR stuff, a stake in like MLP's, uh, APP's interests. You'd have the MLP interest and you'd, have, you'd be playing PPA. So that'd be really, okay. Next level. Oh man, but I think it, it's all good. Um, ultimately, I do think you're just an MLP player. And even regardless of all those pre- previously stated reasons, I just think this format was built for someone sure. like you. Yeah, I'm a 5.7 duper, but I'm a 6.1 duper when I play MLP. Seriously, it's right. like, I-, I should play that way all the time. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they should actually have a third rating. I mean, I'm sure that would kill you. But with the rally scoring and stuff, oh. I don't think that's like totally crazy. Anyway, um, confusing, certainly. But uh, I, think, uh, I think that pretty much covers your, your main, uh, main reasons for, for going the MLP camp. Um, any any other like statements you'd like to make for people out there who might be choosing in the future? Well, it's it's funny. I'm noticing as the PPA signs players, it's a lot of these like young tennis players, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because I was like, is that photoshopped in one of the signed players? Where I'm like, is that a tennis racket <laughs> that they literally photoshopped a pickleball paddle into? And then I told you who the player was. And I was like, oh, show me. I'd like to see that. And I was like looking at other photos. Is it this one you think or this one? And she's like, no, look at this. It looks all funny. And I was like, oh, it's actually just a lefty standing next to her whose paddle got in front of her paddle. Yeah, so it's like two paddles on top of each other. But it made me feel like it was like poorly photoshopped. But so anyway, my my point is, no, the PPA did not do that. They Um, did do a couple other interesting things, which we're going to get into in a minute. But but they are obviously, you know, direct messaging a lot of collegiate, uh, young female tennis players. And so the statement I would make or the advice I would give all of these girls is and boys girls and boys but it seems like it's really heavily on the women is you are so young to be signing a multi-year anything and by the way i mean that for mlp too so both ways this isn't about don't sign with the ppa but this sport is evolving so quickly if you would have said to someone six months ago players are going to be getting you know 100 200 300 you know seven figure even for some players deals in six months time even the players would have said you're crazy. Hell, I think the people, <laughs> I think MLP and PK would have said you were crazy, right? So the fact that 
the Here sport is are. evolving, moving mm -hmm. so quickly, like to go and lock yourself into something for three years, especially if it's at a fixed rate with no opportunity for like incremental increases, just don't do it. So just be really careful with these long-term deals, unless they're insanely advantageous to you. That's, 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 that's my fair. piece. That's fair. So to segue into our actual PPA MLP news, I know it sounded like that was, but no, this is the MLP PPA section, the Johnson five, as they're being called the crew, the gang, the tribe. No, it can't be tribe. Cause that rhymes with vibe they're in, um, which I was like mostly expecting, but I wouldn't have been shocked knowing that Dylan Frazier and JW Johnson had previously kind of started this whole migration to vibe last year um, and seemingly had been not that interested in playing with other people, um, which is understandable. If you're JW Johnson, you probably just want to mm. play with who you want to play with. And when you join an MLP team, you just basically know you're going to be the best player, which means the other three players are going to be worse than you. Mm. And holding that responsibility is not something I would imagine every best in anything wants to be. Yeah. So I don't think it's crazy that some players would choose not to want to play team pickleball. Now, ironically, they're still going to play team pickleball no matter what, because vibe is going to start up again in December. So there's really no avoiding team pickleball. There's just going to be a different yeah. format. I imagine they probably aren't rally scoring or whatever, but we'll see. Um, but do you think, uh, do you think there's more to come or the signings over? Um, no, I think there's a few names that haven't dropped yet. Like Sarah Gaden Leach played MLP. I mean, mm -hmm. she had a baby. Now she's back. So I think we'll wait to see where she ended up. Um, of course, PPA is coming out of the woodwork with these like young tennis girls. So probably sign a few more of those, which they need. I mean, the PPA strategy all along in the very beginning when they were at war with uh, MLP and APP was um, strangle APP and MLP from women. Mm. get a lock on the women. So it was kind of ironic when MLP literally used their own tactic and their own logic against them uh, two weeks script. ago and mm -hmm. flipped the script and started signing all the women. So that's why you're seeing now these women being signed to the PPA who you're like, who are they? Who are they? Who are they? It's like, well, yeah, it was, who are these like kind of lower level guys? Mm -hmm. It was super male heavy with? in the beginning of the PPA signings. And now they're trying to fill in seemingly on the women's side. So as as I have counted, uh, they're they're equal now, 27 uh, on men and women for the PPA. MLP's got 100 players signed um, and slightly more women there. Um, but yeah, they've got to get women for the guys to play with. Yeah. Um, there's still, I'm sure, going to be people who end up on a challenger team who aren't signed too. I'll be curious to, to see the, the learning curve too for a lot of these mm -hmm. uh, new players. You know, I forget that I have been playing, although it's been on and off for, you know, six years and that was primarily self-taught. Self mm -hmm. So with playing every single day with really good instruction, can some of these girls speed that? Yeah, get good quickly. Or are we going to see on the PPA just a total bifurcation of talent where it's really top heavy for, you know, four teams and then like huge bottom, yeah. very little yeah. middle. Which just begs me, a, a begs to me a different question of the players who are currently like known entities, who's still getting better? Mm -hmm. How many of these players have peaked and are we kind of going to become, you know, kind well, of you said something interesting, irrelevant interesting in years? When this was all happening, you went, I can't believe this, but the PPA feels like it's becoming like the old person like kind of put me out to pasture tour and who yeah. would have thought there'd be this reversal and like MLP would be cool and like young mm -hmm. and like the talent, the fun talent, the people you want to watch. Totally. 
Totally. I mean, didn't you say those exact words? Um, yeah, I think I said something pretty darn close to that. Um, so it's interesting to see, like, I mean, if you could really pick their brain, who's like stoked that they got the certain players that they did and who was like, oh, I got to sign somebody. So that'll that'll do. And then, like, do we even know who's really signed and not with like, you know, Christine McGrath was up there. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that down. in a second. But totally. I mean, we can go there. We can go there now. But yeah, it was really interesting because um, we saw Christine Trufinovich announced and then removed. We saw mm -hmm. Angie Walker announced and then removed and then, and then put, put back, back up along with her sister and then we saw Altoff announced and then switched to MLP and Riley at one point was an announce I didn't know for that. the PPA and then switched to to MLP obviously so you I know did, I, I, did I do empathize with their social media person but I'm guessing that's a lot of it it's just a miscommunication well I did talk to Altoff to all on the phone prepped. he called me mm -hmm. at the airport and I just said, hey, like out of curiosity, did you give a verbal commitment? What could have led to you, you know, being put up there? And he said he never gave a verbal commitment and he was just as shocked as everybody. Yeah. So it happens. I mean, I definitely had to uh, change or remove a post here and there uh, when I was running some social media. But uh, did it happen to MLP? Did they announce anyone they had to take down? I don't think so. I don't either. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Odoth for keeping his eye on the prize. He's uh, he's, he's keeping him honest, <laughs> tweeting it out. Speaking um, so of we keeping, had another. Speaking of keeping them honest, you did a really good job. Um, you were on the PPA Tour website, and you found out that all the gold card members who signed with MLP, like yeah, this like is really me, funny, like to me Anna anyway. Bright, like James Ignatovich, like Tyson McGuffin, were yes removed leaderboard gate. <laughs> I just titled it that. No one else is calling it that. But yeah, this was really funny. We were on the phone where Jill was on the phone with Tyra talking about, you know, what the rest of the year looks like. And we were like, oh, funny. I just popped, went on the PPA website and all of the players are gone from the leaderboard. All the points points list are gone. And like it was left with just nine players in women's singles, ninth being Maggie Brasha, who has never set foot on a singles court except to sit so on the fun. bench while Mary is playing and coach her. But there she was, ninth in singles with zero it points. So, so funny, yeah. Then um, I think Tyra mentioned it to Leah, who tweeted something about how childish that was. And then magically, there they were again. So good news, bad news. Jill is now sitting 17th on the singles list next to Maggie with zero <laughs> points. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what you do, what the move is. But I'm really curious personally to see if anyone sets foot in Cincinnati today who's been on the uh, MLP uh, signings. Oh, because absolutely. They could, it seems like. Um, yeah, no, the draws still in the full. draws. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's just not updated yet, but. I did um, receive a text message from the PPA representative, player services representative saying, hi, you know, we want you to know, we want all the players to know it's, it's business as usual. Yeah. And I think then it was Anna or what? I think Anna and someone Anna else you and mentioned. One other player were like, you know, thanks for this kind of ambiguous, <laughs> a very opaque message. Like, can you be a little more specific? Yeah. Will we receive, will we be you know, allowed in the player lounge? Will we receive our appearance fees? Will we receive points? Like, what, yeah. is it really truly business as usual? Yeah. Uh, and then they responded like, yes, 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 yes. So I... I don't know why, so, why be so opaque about it. Yeah. Ruck Solar Packs. Do you have someone in your life 
who's impossible to shop for. The Ruck Solar Pack is definitely our favorite pickleball bag. It's also sleek, fits your laptop, your paddles, and it has a solar panel to charge all the devices. Like, a solar panel, like cool who comes that? up with that? That is the coolest idea ever. It literally charges your devices from the solar pack while you're playing pickleball. I mean, does it get better than that? I don't think so. You can visit ruckpack.com, that's R-U-K-P-A-C-K.com. You can use code JillyB for 15% off your next order. R-U-K-P-A-C-K.com and use code JillyB for 15% off on your next order. So. Like you just mentioned, seems like there's a lot of MLP players in Cincinnati right now getting ready for the tournament this week. So does that mean anything? Like, will these PPA players then in turn be allowed to play MLP in a few short weeks in Atlanta? Last pod, I think I said, absolutely not, no, no way. way. And now I think I'm more in the camp of maybe the pigs will fly. <laughs> I think maybe now it's like 30% yes. 70% no. Ben Johns right now is in Chicago playing a scrimmage or mm -hmm. an exhibition mm -hmm. against the Bay Area Breakers. Yeah, interesting. That would be pretty strange for him to do that and then two and a half weeks later not, not participate in MLP. Team. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I have to imagine if I'm Connor Pardo and Tom Dundon and I really want to hurt MLP, I am going to wait till the last possible second to pull my players <sighs> or to instate um some type of rule against playing MLP. So, you know, it becomes an ultimate scramble for MLP. Yeah. But I also have to imagine that if the PPA, as they have indicated in numerous sports business journal articles, Yahoo um, Finance, that they would love to revisit a merger. They would mm -hmm. love to take their original deal back. If they want that, are they really then going to piss off MLP major right. and take all their players? And even if back? they don't think, like, I don't think that the original deal will happen because the landscape has changed so much, but a deal, if that's what they want, obviously there's some, some logic there into playing nice in the sandbox, but also just like, how, how do you want to look? Like, how mean is that to like, just pull that card mm -hmm. last second? Like, if you're going to pull that card, I feel like you pull it in time for them to do a redraft. But like, what would they do? What would they do? Um, All I so, know is Corey, my general manager of New York Hustler, better order my uh, my Lululemon shorts. Stat. Like yesterday. Corey, you need the shorts. <laughs> uh, forget the shirts. It's all about the shorts. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah. So where does that leave the, the third stepchild the AP, AP the redheaded the association of pickleball <gasps> players not professionals interesting they changed their name I was just like did they change their name oh yeah I kind yeah, of vaguely yeah. remember that who like you think of MLP is like we care about pros we care about transparency know, APP has been like we care about amateurs I know we keep we keep Every week, I ever I keep getting asked every single day, like, do you think APP and MLP are going to do a deal? And I keep saying the same thing. Tell me one valuable part of APP's business. So I'm going to ask you this right now. Mm -hmm. Give me one valuable component of APP's business. What's, name an asset of theirs. I, I mean, I don't know how that okay, let me help technically you. goes with assets. I would just like describe what the okay, APP let me brings ask you to questions. the table. Let me ask but you questions. I don't know what's value is. Okay, yeah. let me ask you questions. Do they have pro players? 
they have two and they play singles. Okay. So what you're saying is 98% of their players have defected and are playing MLP and now right. are on exclusive contracts. Okay. So they don't have pro players. Tell me about their sponsors. Do they have, you know, six to seven figure recurring revenue sponsor deals with huge marquee right. names like the PPA has and like MLP has? I mean, it depends on where you put Vlasic. Vlasic pickles. In okay, the so world of pickles. In, in the mean, world certainly of... they're probably ahead of Grillo's, but Grillo's is making some <laughs> real, real market share in Silver Lake. That's really putting them ahead. Side note, not sponsored by Grillo's Pickles. Yes. Love them. Oh my God, you guys really have to try these freaking pickles. We couldn't be thicker on the pickles. <laughs> they really are the best. So, All right, they so, have so some on. sponsors. We can only assume they're probably like slightly cheaper sponsorship deals than okay. the other two entities. Let's move on from that. Venues. Okay. So they have a schedule. Okay. They've locked in venues for next year and they have dates. Okay. So they put together a calendar and they've done deals with some venues. Okay. Well, MLP's got Lifetime as a partner. They could literally run every single individual and MLP event they want to run next year at Lifetime. Like, so is there any... That's actually any a really good question. Is Lifetime going to pick a side? I think Lifetime is is an investor in both businesses or or a, a partner, I should say. So that's neither here nor there for this. Right. So they have. So then what does the Goodwill? APP Can't have put a or bring on, to the table? On, on people being. Business savvy, know-how, like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at the position there. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what forward thinking, progressive. No, Steve's been trying to get Ken to see the future for mm -hmm. two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Like, what if we just end up with like, they're nice people. I've met them all. They're mm -hmm. really nice people. They have an amateur event business is what they have. Right. They have right. A, a successful, probably very profitable amateur event business. And by the way, you've got duper minor league. You've got all the pickleball brackets, pickleballtournaments.com events. You've got PPA events. So is there space for these double elimination, non-creative, non-innovative event operators well, to continue in business. Yeah, like, and I, you also probably kind of forget that there's also like NP, National Pickleball, and yeah. there's like all these other amateur organizations who run multiple events throughout. Like, are we just gonna end up with a bunch of beer cities? Like these, these entities have to go somewhere, so it'll be in an independent events and and know. then the cherry on the top is they choose to do a deal with a rating system that is literally called universal tennis pickleball rating. I think that with MLP obviously owning Duper, that's going to be another reason not to work with the APP. So yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. We'll see how part of what's so fun about following pickleball. Um, yeah. And, and then is there a, a place in MLP next year for a person who's just not on a team? Like you play singles and that's your whole thing. Like, a well, I wrote Brooks and he didn't write me back about my sister. I said, look, I want to play with my sister next year. We've been planning on it. Will there be an ability for her to play individual events with me despite not being a contracted player and having no interest in being a contracted player? Right. She doesn't want to play on a team. Right. She doesn't want to commit. She doesn't want a contract. She doesn't want money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then you got the PPA. What will they look like? They're gonna have very top heavy and bottom heavy and nothing in the middle. Like, is it just gonna be, you know, every single week, triple crowning Ben and Anna Lee? Like, are people gonna, gonna wanna be hard watch to watch? But you know, Jack Sock will be there. I do think that'll be somewhat interesting. Um, and I they, think they've they just gotta Catherine. double down on getting the tennis market 
interested in like, oh, look, we're just like tennis. Yeah. Oh, and I was wondering this too, like you look back in, in history at any sports records and stats, like, is this just going to be that era where Ben and Annalise's stats become this unbeatable joke? And then every other like future era of pickleball, it'll be like an asterisk, like minus the pickle, the, the era with Annalie and Ben, like someone got to 55 gold medals and that'll be impressive, but no one will ever, ever, ever touch it the way it's like, oh, will Tiger break Jack Nicholas's record? I don't know. Well, certainly uh, lots of things to ponder, um, but uh, yeah. Do you, uh, do you want to talk about the like effect these contracts will have on the development of players? Well, no, I think you said it best. I want to ask you that question. How does receiving a steady paycheck affect the development of these players now that they get to like train all day? Yeah. And I mean, obviously there will be players that it's life-changing for and a positive and they can, you know, afford the right coaches or training or time. But I kind of wonder if you're going to see also the opposite effect where people get complacent. Mm -hmm. They get, you know, kind of like comfortable. Yeah. And will they still be hungry? Um, well, what people don't understand or fail to understand about professional athletes are they're hellaciously lazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll never forget so funny i was talking to julie johnson and this was back when jw johnson was wearing like sweatpants and i think he was i think has that has that era stopped yeah no, no, it hasn't stopped. Sweatpants, or is but it I just think, 100 degrees out? i can't remember if this was the masters it was it was somewhere and uh it was hot and i said to julie i said hey random question why are jw's pants on and she goes honey you wouldn't believe me if i told you it's so sad i think he's just too lazy to take them off <laughs> And been there, and I, I've been there. I get it. I'm the same. We're all the same. We're all I don't really have zips lazy. on the bottom. I gotta take off my shoes. No, I'm not gonna do that. Exactly. So this is no knock on on JW. I just think it's a funny story that is very apropos of like totally. who we are internally. We're like in energy conservation mode 95% of the time. So you're telling someone who's already in like energy conservation mode. Now you really don't have to do anything. Like, are they going to be fighting as hard for their sponsors, working as mm -hmm. hard on the court? You know, I was listening to Megan Tyson's podcast and she said, well, how fortunate for all of something along the lines of how fortunate for all of these players now um, to have the security. They're going to get better. They're going to get to train all day. And then she said kind of like, well, we didn't have that. Like, yeah, meaning like had grind they had to grind it out. They had and to be so hungry. They had to really want it mm -hmm. to get to where they were, where totally. they are. Totally. And even um, this year, like Tyson came back with such a vengeance yeah. like he was he was always up at the top but this year he really like made a statement mm -hmm. and you're like oh, okay this could have been the year he started to kind of just take it easier and easier so it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that looks next year um but i think what um what tyson brings is similar to kind of you in that like in the team format in the energy he Let's gives go. like there is so much there that has nothing to do with your dinks or your drives so i'm i'm excited definitely excited um, so, uh, you had some, some grooving news you wanted to, uh, discuss. So I want to talk about grooving real fast because this paddle has just won some serious awards in the past couple weeks. Really? And I'm not going to lie. I was starting to feel like I was kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like a crazy Canadian paddle. Who knows like, about it? I tried all these paddles, hundred different paddles, best paddles in the game, 90 days of my life, different paddle every day. And I'm like, I like this Canadian company. Yeah. And no, now, I love that you love them. And now everyone's catching up 
finally. And so it's kind of fun to have some validation of like what I've always known to be the truth. So STS Pickleball just rated the Movin 13S the number one best control paddle in the game. So this is wow. a thermoformed 13 millimeter tiny square paddle that is so freaking But like fun. normal tiny, not extremely tiny. <laughs> I call it my ping pong paddle. Um, <laughs> it okay. is a more rounded square. A so rounded I think, square. No, like rounded corners yeah. on the square. Okay. There is a circle in a square. No. Um, but I've enjoyed that paddle because I like the square one. It's so fun to play with. And he says, and I quote, um, I've noticed with all Grooven paddles, they are the most plush and soft feeling paddles I have tested, period. 2,800 RPM makes this paddle top tier for spin and a sweet spot I feel like is the entire paddle, which is wow. exactly how I feel about that uh, Move-In 13S. I play the Move-In oh. 16X, which is kind of fun. That paddle also was just ranked number four in the top 10 paddles of 2023 for Farmer Lanky's, uh, in Farmer wow. Lanky's uh, Pickleball YouTube channel, if you haven't checked that out, it's a great channel. And that video was just released today, I think uh, Tuesday, September 5th. So wow. again, uh, the Move-In 16X. Hot off the press. All the Move-In paddles are thermoformed. Both those paddles, I think, are like the most all-around best thermoformed paddles at the best price point in the game. Also, how are we gonna integrate plush into the Pickleball buzzword song? so funny i mean that's that's a new one and i love it like i'm gonna start describing paddles as plush all day thank you sts um i have started practicing with my jilly b move in 13x paddle uh there is no release date on that for the public just to be clear okay it's coming um so part when. of all this great uh grooving news we're doing a giveaway so if you don't follow me on instagram right. please follow me on instagram we're gonna release today tuesday september 5th or tomorrow wednesday more information on how to enter the giveaway, you are not going to want to miss out on this thermoformed paddle. Awesome, awesome. Get your hands on a Groovin. So, New York hustlers, what do you think, Jill? Is it going to happen? Are you going to be a hustler? Are pigs going to fly? Are they all going to show up? Is MLP going to just go off without a hitch? I think Corey needs to order my shorts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is that in your contract? Will not play without X number of shorts. Oh man, oh, man. I, uh, I mean, it's just Who it's knows? gonna be great either way. I hope, I hope you get to be a hustler at least once. All I know is I'm convinced I'm the worst player on my team now. Jaume's on like the Sports <laughs> Center every other week. I saw Sarah the other week. She looked freaking ripped. I'm like, are you hitting the gym or something? Here I am, like rehabbing my hamstring, playing with a new paddle, my Jilly B, trying to get used to it. Oh man, <laughs> totally. Kyle Kyle's already a goat. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we know. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's any other hustlers updates. But, uh, well, our New York trip the... got canceled officially. Yeah. We were going to do a scrimmage against the New Jersey Fives, and unfortunately, that's been um, canceled. So we won't be going to New York uh, in With a couple this days. Chicago exhibition happening. I'm surprised they're not rethinking it. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. It'll be crazy if Ben plays this exhibition and then doesn't play MLP. But that would be such a weird look. Weird, but um, weird weirder things have happened. Yeah, we've got a great by the numbers coming at you. Are you ready? By, by the numbers, by the numbers. I'm excited for this. I did want to start with a quick shout out because I do think this is impressive numbers uh, news. The women's 
uh, sporting spectator world record. 92,000 spectators came to the Nebraska volleyball game. What? That is the Cornhuskers college volleyball. Nebraska versus Omaha. Wait, wait, world record for what? Basketball? Number of college? spectators at a women's sporting event. Pro or collegiate or amateur? I think ever. Wow. Now, I, they must have to like categorize if there's like men and women in the same sport, like women's tennis at the US Open. Not, not to plug holes but, in there by the numbers, because I know how diligently you researched it, but what about um, Women's World Cup that just happened? They had like 25. Really? Yeah, those were the numbers I was seeing. Because remember we were saying Taylor Swift was double that at 50. So in Nebraska, we had 92. And then you double, double tw Taylor Swift and you get Cornhusker Volleyball. So did the entire state of Nebraska come out I this? think the entire Tri-City area, <laughs> my Tri, I mean Nebraska, I mean, I mean Omaha, yeah. Lincoln, and where my cousin lives, right in between. No, I don't even know what, he's three not even count, in the city. Three whole counties came. But uh, yeah, he was, he was texting me the whole time and, and, and then he was like tearing up. It was so cool. Um, my cousin lives uh, outside of Lincoln, um, but uh, yeah. So shout out to, to women's volleyball for bringing the, bringing the Nebraskans to the yard. Uh, but the main story for our By the Numbers is MLS, Major League Soccer, which is what Americans call football. No, so the MLS was a league that was formed when I was super into soccer as a junior, and I even did MLS soccer camps, um, which were super fun imported some great coaches from England with some awesome sayings and accents, like, too close for comfort. And they would always be like, freeze, you could kiss each other. Let's get some room there. Um, I had this, uh, this one great coach who had half a finger missing, and he would always say, I can't stretch to 10 because I can only count to nine and a half. But uh, real, real, like, back memories of these team names um, that started back in 96 and have evolved now kind of like MLP, but not as fast to like 28 teams. But what's really interesting to me is not only is there one team that's worth a billion now, that oh. is the LA Galaxy, um, but sorry, it's the LA Football Club. And the LA Galaxy is also worth close to a billion at 925. But wow. out of these, I think uh, 28 teams, there are still 18 teams who do not break even every year. So they're spending like wow. one to $12 million uh, in the red. Yeah, but their um, franchise is worth hundreds growing. of millions. Yes. Yeah, and they're their still growing. Their valuations are kind of the lowest one was like 375. Yeah. Um, so what I'm wondering is how much of, of this arc yeah. is, is MLP gonna no, follow? No, you're right. You're right to be looking at MLS as a model for MLP. And that's why there's 135 current owners of MLP and, you know, 500 wait list. It's like, they're looking yeah. at this probably a lot uh, in a very similar manner that, what'd you say you were in high school when this was founded MLS? I think middle school. Yeah. 96. Okay. So, so 20 mm -hmm. years ago, right. That's, that's how the MLP owners yeah. and prospective owners are thinking about this in 20 years. What is going to be the value of one of these teams? Yeah. Um, and, uh, the biggest news lately has been Messi joining the Miami team, mm -hmm. which I was like, Miami, yeah, they're a new team. Guess when Miami started? I don't know. They started in 2017, uh, I believe they finalized. They started trying to create it in like 2012. Is this, but it was Beckham. So Beckham came from 
the big boys, right, from Euro Soccer League, English Premier League, and they imported him to the LA Galaxy. They paid him a fraction of what he was getting paid, but they gave him a cut of the revenue and an option to buy a team, hmm. which after he retired, he started the Miami team, now called Inter Miami. And uh, he has co-owners, but that team was purchased for $23 million when at the time they had promised him that valuation. I think that the going rate for teams was well into $100 million. That team, the Inter Miami team, is now worth $600 million um, and has a revenue of $56 million a year. Um, but they are still one of the teams in the negative operating income. But, I mean, that's wow. such an interesting storyline Who's going to be the first MLP player to get an option to I don't buy know. a future team? That's a great question. And I totally forgot that Beckham was part of that, yeah. that Inter-Miami. Wow. Yeah. So at the time they pulled Beckham in, they paid him like $6 million a year. Messi is now making 50 ish million a year. Um, so yeah, that three-year deal was like a hundred and. $50 million deal with Messi. And, wow. Uh, it seems to be working. I've like see so many uh, soccer clips pop, pop up on my Instagram and people talking about going to games and they're so excited about it. So I'm, I'm stoked for it. I think uh, America needed soccer to, to have a thing, to have a, a happening. And, and the women's soccer league seems to be uh, swimming along pretty well too. So hope that that continues. But uh, any other... Uh, soccer related questions i'll post some links in the description so you guys can uh, no that was super super sources. helpful um thank you k dubs what a great by the numbers thank you yeah so uh i think uh i think there's a lot of the the major league soccer uh storyline that that we are that's are a parallel in the, mm -hmm. in the footsteps well sure. i remember i was oh. speaking with um a player a player's father mm. i won't say who and he said he did a lot of work in the 90s and was concerned that pickleball as an industry is one bubble ready to burst. And I remember thinking, well, what are the what are the signs or the indicators of that? And, you know, do yeah. all the tours, the existing tours and businesses have true economic viability? Um, you know, with MLP, they can always sell more teams, which is a pretty quick way to infuse themselves with cash, not super sustainable long term, yeah. <laughs> but absolutely a vehicle and an avenue with their, you know, massive wait list. Um, I think, you know, MLP in particular is just getting started sponsorship wise. And I know the PPA has some huge, you know, Fortune 100 style companies that they've already signed. Um, um, and uh there's already these good broadcast deals coming into the sport for both PPA and MLP. Uh, they're paying for them now, but that script could flip pretty soon depending on viewership. So I guess, I guess what I'm saying is I, I disagree with the, the notion that pickleball is a bubble and oh. we're seeing paddle sales, ball sales, everything pointing one direction, participation pointing one direction. Yeah. Um, to me, it does not look like a train that's slowing down. Totally. Um, the one thing I also wanted to mention was that MLS followed a similar, um, formula where the initial 10 teams, um, at least if not some of the future teams 
have a stake in the league as a whole. Mm-hmm. So they all do want to raise each other up. It's not yeah. just like, let's make money for our team. So that's the We're si- not just the right. Yankees. So MLP mm-hmm. is a single entity league. So all the owners own a percentage of the league. So yeah. it's really like about how do we do best for the league first and foremost. Absolutely. So I thought that was cool. Yep. Um, so we have a quick Dear Jilly B, and then I think we're going to wrap up. I have received a lot of positive feedback on the last video I did around grips. A gentleman on Facebook commented, I'm trying not to read too many comments, but he said, you produce the best pickleball content. So Aww. thank you. Appreciate that. You got to read that one five times more often and louder. Yep. Let's start really simply with grip. I have one grip for uh, most of my shots. If I change it, because uh, I'm outstretched for a shot on my forehand or my backhand, it's subconscious from 100,000 hours of being on a court throughout my life. But otherwise, I have really one grip for 99% of my shots. The reason being? reason being the game has gotten so fast that when you're in a hands battle, you literally can't be caught with the wrong grip. Right. So I can't be caught with a continental grip and someone's coming to my right shoulder just no or my way. right. Like, I, how do I flip the paddle to face right. you? So you've got this continental grip. And then from there, as you move your hand over, let me grab my paddle. Um, so if the V is pointing directly up the, um, the side of my paddle, that's your continental grip. As you start to move it a little bit over just off of continental, that's what I play. And that's called a semi-Eastern or an Eastern Nental grip. So basically the first one being paddle straight up and down. Yeah, paddle straight up If your down. arm is straight out in front yep. of you. And then as you go over, you're just slightly moving to the right. Yep. And that's, that's exactly correct until you get all the way over. And that's like a forehand Western tennis grip or otherwise, other, otherwise known as a pancake grip. So Western grip is a pancake grip. You look confused. No, I thought we finally discovered that it wasn't that, but maybe, no, maybe that is right. Mm -hmm. But there's something about the Western grip where basically your knuckles are facing out and your thumb is on the bottom when you hit a forehand or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a a Western grip. So nuts to me. Yep. And then this is Eastern, semi-Eastern, continental. So you've got a continental grip, which is the V between your thumb and your index finger pointing up the side of your paddle. Uh, this is really good for like backhands, uh, backhand punch volleys, and then slice volleys. Then as you move just a hair over, you have a semi-eastern grip, and that's the grip that I play with. So that V is just going to look at the inside of your paddle face. As you move over one more time, that's an eastern grip. And as you move all the way over, that's a western grip. So most tennis players play with like an eastern, semi-western grip. And we're playing pickleball, most of the pros nowadays with what you would call like a semi-Eastern grip just off of continental, just off of Eastern. You can also call this Eastern Nental. It took me like two full weeks to shift, to make the shift. And once I did, never, ever, ever looked back. So at the end of the day, dance with the girl you brought. If you're really comfortable with the pancake pancake grip, so the forehand tennis grip, um, this is kind of like what Riley Newman plays with. I think JW plays with a pretty West, uh, a pretty Eastern, uh, Eastern or forehand tennis grip. If you're really comfortable with that, that's great. We like to joke as Scott, Scott Flegelman says, it's the grip of 1.0s and 6.0s. Mm-hmm. How funny is that? That, that tennis grip. Yeah. The beginners are like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they accidentally get it right. 
Um, so basically, what is the continental grip good for? Continental grip is good for backhand um, punches, slices, volleys, any type of slice volley on your backhand or your forehand. Gotcha. It's not good at trying to protect your right shoulder. <laughs> so that's yeah. why we play a little bit over from continental semi-eastern, where then all of a sudden you can protect your right shoulder, but mm -hmm. you also can cut the ball. That makes sense. So grip is really yeah. important. So and, if you and are... the way you play fast hands and the way you play is really grip dependent. Mm -hmm. If you're not a tennis player, as I am not, I think it is helpful just to imagine like, how do you want the face of your paddle to look when you're covering your right shoulder? And how do you want the face of your paddle to look when you're covering your left shoulder? Mm -hmm. So if you have that pancake grip, you can cover both with that front face and your palm out. Daniel Raditi was uh, giving my sister a lesson and she was really struggling with her forehand dink. And he was like, you're just so Western. Like you're just like this. And crazy. You're tr like, it's just timing. You have to time that dink so well. You're brushing on that ball so much. So is she switching? So yeah, she's, she's coming a little bit over to semi, uh, semi-continental or Eastern Nennel. Uh, but frankly, even if she just got to Eastern, I would be, I would be happy with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just think that they, they screwed up the names. They should go with the German names. What did she say? They were like hammer grip and handshake grip. That's what, that's what I want them to be called. I'm sure people feel that way about golf grips, but I somehow feel like they're so much less confusing because you never hit your golf club with the other side of the head. Reminder, if you have any questions about the grip or anything else we've discussed, you can write this pblife at gmail.com. You can write into us anonymously. You can post a comment or a question in uh, the YouTube comments. Uh, we want to hear from you. We always want to hear from you. Uh, Absolutely. Podcast is growing, but tell a friend. Um, we appreciate it, it. Hit that subscribe button. And thanks for bearing with us. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about is pickleball the secret to longevity? And um, thanks, for, thanks for coming out for the pod today. Don't forget, pickleball is joy. Don't ever let them tell you otherwise. See you next time. See you next time. This Pickleball Life is a Tomahawk production. 100% organic, self-made, and homegrown. Music by K-Dubs. Editing by K-Dubs and Jilly B. Check out pbgods.com and use code PBLIFERS for 10% off your next order. Do you have a question for Jilly B? Email us at thispblife at gmail.com to be included in future episodes. Don't forget to click subscribe. This Pickleball Life.